0: Love total idea Let's get lost in a better place.
1: Pick up a book, travel through time and
0: space. So much to learn, so much to achieve, a chance to escape, reality. In your mind, in your heart.
1: in you knowledge, it a fresh new sun. And will bring you there. So let's talk about it with
0: light and air. Good morning everyone. The rain has stopped. The sun is shining. It's gorgeous outside. And this is MJ Network, MJ in memory of my sister, Marsha Joyce, who started me on this journey, and I miss her a lot, so we named the network after her to keep her alive. A family torn apart, a daughter facing her own identity crisis, a scam that cost a life and a deception that might linger in this town of Chappaqua for a very long time. The history is interesting, the institution historic, and as author Deb Pines will hopefully bring back my favorite character, Mimi, and show her sidekick, Sylvia, I can't wait for her next book. A story that could be ripped right out of the headlines He Walks with Integrity Securely, but Whoever Takes the Crooked Path Will Be Found Out. And she is the author of Crooked Path. How are you, and welcome to NJ Network.
1: Uh, thank you for having me, and thank you for all you do for authors. I really appreciate being here. So I'm I'm good. I'm in Chautauqua, and I'm very happy to be your guest.
0: That's good. That's where my cousin is in Chautauqua. She's Chautauqua. She's easy. Okay. too. So good us the listeners. How did you, first of all, people, Jessica Fletcher better watch out because Mimi, she's outrageous. <laughs> so how did she do okay. outrageous? She reminds me of my mother Thank a lot you. too. Seriously. <laughs> so, um, how did Mimi? How did you create Mimi? And why did she? She's a reporter and a sleuth. And that, okay. Well, I would say some people say to me, you know, is
1: Mimi you? You, you know, is she me? And I often say she's me, but younger, braver, and prettier. And so I am a. Uh, I've had a career 40 years in journalism half of it as a reporter and half of it on the copy desk of the New York Post, which is uh, so, so in, in some ways, uh, Mimi is my alter ego. Um, What I'd like, you know, she, she's like I said, braver than I am. And so I put her in danger or put her in puzzling situations and um, just enjoy uh, having her, you know, solve the crimes. So in some, I'm saying I've created her partly from me, but she's she's an idealized version of me.
0: Well, that is cool. So how does she manage? Okay. She manages just to get involved in the cases out of nowhere, and she decides I'm going to solve this case and I'm going to do it no matter what. So how come she gets involved yes. in the cases anyway?
1: Yes, I know. I I love your comparison to me um, to, to Jessica Fletcher. Because mm-hmm. in some ways, you know, my small town, uh, which is which is a real small town, is like Cabot Cove, you know, in, mm-hmm. in that there's a murder that happens every year. And it's really, you know, a safe spot here. But it ends up, you know, having these fictional murders. And so how does Mimi get involved? Um, the first one takes place in 1997. And I don't think she really set out to be a sleuth. But she was working for the local newspaper, and in that one um, uh, in the shadow of death, uh, she was covering a race that's in the town it's called the old first Night run and it 's kind of like a lot of a lot of places have you know sort of a turkey trot like after Thanksgiving, where um you know everybody's in it, older people, people with dogs, parents, young parents with strollers, baby strollers, and like some serious runners, like maybe the track star from the local high school or college. So in that one, Mimi was covering the event because she's a local reporter, and someone drops dead at the race. Um, It turned out to be her landlord. And this is the start of Mimi being a sleuth because everyone locally said it was natural causes. It was an older Mm -hmm. person He died at the race, and she gets suspicious, and that's kind of a pattern throughout the the series, which is Mm. Mimi's an outsider. She comes to Chautauqua from New York City, and a lot of the locals are always saying, oh, nothing bad happens here. It's got to be natural causes, and because she's Got that outsider perspective and comes from the big city and worked for a tabloid newspaper where a lot of she's read a lot of bad crimes. She's just more suspicious and follows clues to clues, you know, and danger and then solves mm. that one. And after that, when things, uh, she starts to get a reputation as, uh, as someone who can figure things out. And she gets confident, and so it's just you know whenever things come her way, there's often that pattern of other people minimizing what happened and Mimi jumping in to solve it.
0: Well, she reminds me a little bit of me because she's very perceptive. <laughs> I and think I, she they, is, they is like you. They complain about that when I read a book that you get, I get the meaning of it. There's a reason I was told yes. something like that. So I said, okay, I'm perceptive. But I also could look at a person and tell you right away if they're good or bad. Seriously. Okay. Uh, well that's a good it's skill. That bad? That's a bad skill. And,
1: <laughs> no. I mean I, I think like I said, she's idealized, so I'm trying to make her someone more determined than you know, you might be in real life. Um, more, you know, yeah perceptive. Except for Fran Lewis. But um well, we try not, she, really Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, my favorite character and, in the book is Sylvia. And a lot of people I, feel that way. Yes. How did you create Sylvia? Sylvia, you know what? What I love about this is that she's 94 years old, and a lot of times mm-hmm. you go to the doctor's office so you walk into a room or they ask you your date of birth, which I forget constantly and don't tell them the truth, I lie. And I mm-hmm. say, do I look really that old? No, you don't. I said, you don't need to know the truth. You can get my address. My name—I'm not telling you that information. I do that a lot. It's rude. <laughs> yeah. So proving okay. that at any age you're really smart, you can do anything. That's why I love Sylvia. Yes. So how yes, did you create a lot. She's of, so cool.
1: My. Oh, thanks. My audience tends to be older, so that's why I think she does have a lot of fans. Sylvia herself, and I almost wish I had introduced her early in this series. She doesn't appear till three books ago. And that's because um, she's the mother of um, the the tailor, the dress, making, dress shop lady that Mimi went to when Mimi was getting married to Walt. That was a second marriage. And so when Mimi meets the the, whenever Mimi's going for a fitting, she describes the case she was on then, which was um, vengeance is mine. Uh, she describes that case to the woman who sold her the wedding dress, who, who helped her with the fitting, and um, the, the woman says, "My mother Sylvia is almost depressed now. She's outlasted mm-hmm. all her friends. She's, um, you know, doesn't have a lot going on. And she goes, but she's a huge mystery reader, Sylvia. So mm-hmm. she says, if you could give my mom just a job or two, you know, that would really be great. And so at that point, when Sylvia's pretty depressed, she helps Mimi with another an earlier case, and they really mm-hmm. hit it off. Uh, she's a great person, like no-nonsense kind of person, Sylvia, mm-hmm. to, chat, to talk the case out with. And also Sylvia drives, even though she's in her That's 90s. Right. And Mimi doesn't drive because she's from New York City. She was born and raised in Brooklyn, and she never learned to drive. She just took public transportation. I, too, don't drive. And so Sylvia, um, even though a lot of people think she shouldn't be driving, ends up being the Mm -hmm. driver and the person who's as fearless as Mimi or more and uh, a smart person to, like, chat, you know, like a sounding board to chat the case out with. She has a lot of wisdom.
0: I love people like that. I could use somebody like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, and like I that said, so cool. people write me who like Sylvia better than Mimi almost. But, uh, yeah, you do. You do. That's the way it is. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, so let's get down to business here. We have Connie. All right. And she comes to the yes. town. Why are, Why is she there? And why did she okay. argue with her sister And she learned about her sister's husband didn't like that guy at all. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, this is just the kickoff, just to set up, you know, who's murdered in this latest book. So sad. Um, which is yeah, crooked paths. And what happens is Connie is somebody who grew up in Chautauqua, and she grows. uh, She she ends up marrying well multiple times and so now she's a wealthy socialite and when she she co-owns a house in Chautauqua with her sister and when she finds out that the sister's husband has been double billing her for expenses that they share on the house Connie comes back in a huff and she uh thinks that her sister's in on it, too, and she says, I'm selling the house that they they own, they co-own, and her sister says, wait a minute, it's not yours to sell, and she said, you know, kind of, who are you lecturing me Mm -hmm. when you and your husband have been stealing from me? So this is the start where Connie arrives, and you see at least two people who um, are at odds with her, her sister and Mm brother-in-law. I know, and I Connie not like turns
0: them at all. <laughs> I know, poor thing. Okay. Connie but She turns misses up a dead. meeting, right? Who does she miss a meeting with? Yes. She misses a real estate meeting, right? That's right. Remember. She's been um, scrambling
1: to try and get the house in order to sell yeah. it in a hurry. She brings along a handsome boy toy assistant who's going to help yeah, her. Yeah, Jonas. Um,
0: He's cute. Jonas.
1: Yeah, he's going to help her. Um, Her plan is, you know, I'm fed up with my sister and Mm brother-in-law. I'm going to, in a hurry, fix up this place and sell it. And so they work pretty hard to fix it up, and they have an appointment on a certain day to meet the real estate lady, and Connie doesn't show up. Connie, uh, Mm -hmm. the only people who show up is Jonas, the assistant, and Connie's husband, her third husband, Eddie McCarthy.
0: Yeah, I know so him. So they
1: wait, they wait, they can't reach her. They wonder if, you know, I mean, it doesn't seem likely that she would just forget about the meeting. <clears throat> her whole aim, you know, was was getting the place ready for this meeting to talk out, you know, how much they might be able to sell the place for, et cetera. So that's that's really the kickoff because. She's not there, and then Jonas, the husband sends Jonas to go looking for her, and that's when Mimi and Sylvia get dragged into it, their neighbors, and they drive with Jonas to a nearby gorge, uh, which is yeah a beautiful but very remote spot.
0: And so why they did find you the pick that as where the body was found? They almost didn't find it. I know um,
1: this is the first in the series where I've had the body, not in Chautauqua, but I didn't yeah. want in Chautauqua, which is such a small little place. The houses are very close together. There's nothing, there's almost nowhere in Chautauqua where if you found a body, uh, you couldn't just yell, help, help, help. And people would be there. I wanted some gap in time between finding the body and the police getting to it for my own purposes, which I don't want to spoil, spoiler alert. Uh, No. But I wanted to have a place that was far enough uh, from help, and so you actually don't even have a phone signal there. You have to get out of the gorge, into your car, closer to town, before you could even call 911 oh God and um, yeah so it's pretty remote and um, you know so and it's a beautiful spot so I've I had I've been there um, with my family where you can hike around or children love mm. to throw rocks there or splash around dogs are there it's really a very <clears throat> very pretty place and spooky too, because of its remoteness. Especially when they mm. find her, it's nearly dark.
0: I wouldn't go there. Not me. <laughs> <Any> <laughs> I know. I you're like a, light. And, and, you're a city and, girl. and I'm not an I'm not. I know. No, I'm not a woodsy person. No, 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 definitely not.
1: Yes. Well, that's that's. Yeah, this is more for somebody comfortable with the outdoors, because it's actually a little tricky to get into it. You have to kind of climb mm. down, but. You know, yeah, so once you're amazing. there, yeah, and it wasn't really Mimi either, um, so it makes it a little hard for her to be, you know, in the great outdoors solving a crime instead of, you know, just in city streets or whatever.
0: So uh, when the police that's, yeah, take that's over, start. She wants to find the killer, yes. right? Which who is the police? Yes. Who are the police people that are in charge? And she must irritate them. I mean, they must not be thrilled. She, <laughs> they
1: they are not thrilled with her, especially no, the less secure ones. She's had a pretty good relationship in some of the books with the sheriff himself, mm-hmm. uh, the previous sheriff. But now there's a new sheriff, and the detective on this case she has some history with, too. She doesn't think very much of him. Um, he's gotten you know, she she's not anti-law enforcement. She has some friends and really admired the last sheriff. This current detective got his job really through connections. He's not the most capable guy on the force. And so when they say they don't even know if it was natural, if it was, um, you know, if if it was foul play and Mimi doesn't have much respect for this detective, she feels like, you know, it's it, the truth is not coming out, and she has a very strong sense of right and wrong, always wanting to make sure justice is done, and it just really um, annoys her uh, to feel like somebody's life is lost and somebody who did it is not going to pay. So she's she gets she gets sucked into it, and then when people tell her. Back off or threaten her—that really makes her dig in more. And then Sylvia's on board, and then Mimi's son Jake, who's a computer whiz, also helps her solve the crime.
0: I like Jake a lot.
1: Yeah, okay. Thanks.
0: Yeah. What is the cause of death? And she says that she doesn't buy the cause of death. She thinks that they're not that they don't have it right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this is, you know, I don't know how many people plan to read it. I think part of the fun is, yeah, is maybe the when the police come up with their own theory of the cause of death. Um, it's it's a little bit of a plot twist. So should I reveal what the police say or not? No, don't, not don't yet. Have to read the book, people. Okay, so I'll say the police don't think it's foul play. And that really makes Mimi suspicious. And also it makes a couple other people suspicious, especially the sister and her best friend. Uh you know, they they don't really think the police are doing a good job either, and neither does the husband unless we're suspicious of him, you know, and his motives. But uh a lot of people doubt the, what the police say, and, um, you know, the police say, sorry, families are often in denial, but, um, you know, this, this family believes there's more at work than just what the police, the police may have just taken the easy way out in this case, maybe just a lazy detective who hasn't mm-hmm. really gotten to the bottom of it, Yeah.
0: Well, her husband owns a garbage company and he was in financial trouble, right? So. Yes. This is because I dealt when my mom died. She had, I, yes. I didn't even know, and she went through her papers. She had 10 life insurances, different months. It amounted had, to not very much. 10 of them, yeah. That was my mother. Yes. And, right. And I think one was a $1,000. I think if it came for $20,000, it helped me pay for her funeral and her stuff yes. for her. And yeah, was nothing. And that was an experience right. because them said it was accidental. And I'm said, I said, there's no way that this could be accidental. I never got paid for that one. And I had my brother get yeah. on the phone. He obviously, my sister was dealing with it before she got it. I go, that doesn't help. So this is inter- interesting with the insurance company. And why did he yes. think he wasn't at the premium? I guess the murder or something like suicide, they wonder. You know, like it was their first yes. place for them to you, right? You had a good
1: lawyer, so how did you create that? You know, I did a lot of research on the lawyer, uh, on the legal stuff, uh, because it is an area I don't know. So, And um, I also spoke to a friend of mine's father-in-law is in the insurance business. So I, I like, interviewed people about the insurance piece of it. Um, and so in this one, uh, what I learned was, you know, it, it, most of the time if somebody dies, uh, the family gets the insurance money. There's a, Just rarely is the family um, denied the insurance money. And the reasons they might be denied it would be, well, if you killed your wife, you know, to inherit the money, if you're a suspect, as long as you're a suspect, you're not going to be able to collect the insurance company is going to say, we got to wait for the police to sort things out. And then also if you have made a material misrepresentation in applying, so say you said you're 40 and you're really 60, you know, and then you die after lying about that, or you say I'm not a smoker and you end up dying of, um, you know, of lung cancer. I mean, if you've misled them or you say I'm not a drug user and I haven't, you know, had drug issues, and then you die of a drug overdose, um, that might be a reason to be disqualified as well. So I, I just wanted to have, like, some little diverting side plot a little bit and, you know, teach people a little bit as well because I thought it was interesting myself.
0: It is interesting yeah. yourself because when you're dealing with insurance companies, that's very interesting. Yeah. And you really have to find a right. way to let them know you're not going to back off, ever. Right, right. And you're going to get yes. it done. You're going to get it done. Yeah, it gets complicated. So it does. Yeah. You know, my other yep. favorite character
1: is Walt. Yeah.
0: I like Walt. Walt. I love Walt
1: too. Yeah. He's
0: Walt, and he 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 he's not there all the time, so he gets nervous about this whole thing with her, because he's basically leaving her alone. Yes. has to work. So right. mean, I'm trying to figure out she's not married to him? He's just, she's just she is he's just he's just her boyfriend. Him. She is married to walt No,
1: right?
0: she's she she's married to him now.
1: Um, there were some earlier books where they yeah. were just dating, and mm-hmm. he uh he has a sister who doesn't approve of Mimi, who thinks she should stop meddling, and she's also gotten too old to be involved in this. She should settle down and you know not get mess not get involved in it. But Walt um is just a very. You know he's an ideal ideal husband, right? Mm. <laughs> so maybe yeah, he is. Um, men, men can write books and have their whatever fantasy woman they want, and she's you know some hot babe. And my fantasy man is Walt, who's just oh, a, wow. such a sweetheart and cooks and takes care of her and you know looks out for her, but not in you know but lets her do her thing as well. So He's and like I'm he does the cooking and stuff who, too. I have a husband who cooks.
0: Yes. I have yeah, a husband who
1: cooks. Okay. Lucky us. So I wouldn't um, even know I've,
0: what a stove looks like, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well forget I it.
1: cook a little, but my husband cooks the best. So I put that piece of him in in this. And in the latest ones mm-hmm. I I also you know, as it goes along I feel like some of these things I would have liked to have had earlier, like Sylvia. And um, I have lately tried to have Walt give a recipe for a cocktail in each Mm -hmm. book. Um, So I think this might have been a good luck cocktail in this one. In another one, I had um, something like, you know, Stuck in the Mud or something was the name of a cocktail Mm -hmm. that he made when they were, you know, stuck trying to figure something out or something. So anyway, um, I've been trying to have Walt uh, do some of that. In some of the cases, Walt was involved more. Mm-hmm. Actually, did a little bit of sleuthing. Um, I think besides Still Waters, uh, he he helped her, especially when certain people didn't take a woman seriously, and so she brought Walt along to ask some questions.
0: Well, that works. Yes, when she starts yes, so to piece he, it together and there are no answers, yes. then she gets threatened. So why do the police, yes. they just blow off Detective Flynn? He's a dingleheimer. I mean, really. <laughs> he, she just blew her off, the dingle. Yeah. So how does she proceed he and what did. is her process? Now, when you said that she makes lists, that's me. My dad put okay. me had to make lists for everything. So how does, yes. what's her process for doing this?
1: Well, You know, she, uh, she, I think one of her best qualities is relentlessness. She just, you know, doesn't back down. And, I mean, there's other people who who do things better than her, some things. Like her son is, you know, a computer expert. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's other people. But she's, she's just someone who, once she gets her mind set, you know, she just keeps digging and digging and asking questions and she does have some good hunches. So in the end, in some ways, it's, it's a hunch she followed that mm. that ends up, um, but a, a, a smart hunch, an educated guess that leads to the absolute solution to who done this. Um, she, uh, yeah, so I think she she just shows up also, kind of like a reporter. She doesn't just call mm-hmm. people on the phone. She goes to the gorge to interview people. She, uh, you know, chases chases people pretty relentlessly.
0: Well, she should. So now the other favorite <laughs> character is Jake. Yeah. How does he help her? What does he find out? He finds out something. Yes, yes.
1: You know, Jake, and um, is a little bit modeled after my own son, but again, a idealized version of my son. And I now have a grandchild myself, and um, so does uh, Jake. Has a son in this as well. He's a baby in this. Uh, in this book, we meet the baby for the first time. Uh, and Jake, it, so he's got his hands full. He's got a baby, and he's got a job, and yet he still is a devoted son. So when his mom tries to rope him into cases, um, mm. part of it is duty. He wants to help her and is protective of her. But part of it is he's got her same DNA in that they both really like a mystery. And they both um, are pretty determined, especially when somebody puts obstacles in their path. So initially, he doesn't really want to help his mom so much because Mm. he's busy, Uh, but then he gets hooked too, and so he helps her, first of all, in meeting um, uh, Connie's best friend who is in New York City, and that's where Jake is, but also, more importantly, he's just like a wizard on the computer, and Mm. so he's able... To like really, um, you know, figure out like best if if somebody who is claiming to be one person online and has posted photos claiming to be, you know, just this regular person with a family and um, at at Buffalo uh, at sport, sporting events in Buffalo and at uh, fishing, if this person you know, is really who they claim to be. And mm. he's able, through computer wizardry, um, to figure this stuff out. And I, I, did, I, I found some of that in a, a, um, a documentary about these Internet sleuths who solved a serial killer crime in Canada. There was a movie, and it, it's it's um no it's not it's the uh, uh maybe it was on a um Netflix or something, but it's called don't f with cats I'm not saying the f word but um they mm-hmm. uh, they found together with their computer expertise um this they tracked this guy down, and I took some of the techniques they used in that m- real movie um from the internet. And let Jake use some of the same techniques. Well, that is clever. So, that
0: is really good. That is really good. Yeah. But you have your reporting Excellent. skills, too, so you have an advantage. I mean, if I do something okay. with education, I'm, that's my background, so I can get people to help me with yes. that. Yes. But as far You're as, you right. know, teacher. Um, police and stuff like that, no, but what can I say? My characters yeah. are all dead. They're they're much better off dead. What can I tell you? Okay. So, Okay. When Mimi yeah, is attacked so, I, mean, I didn't know what's that? When Mimi is attacked, who comes to her side? And why don't the police take it seriously just because she was hurt? I mean that was scary. I like know. you're not gonna kill off my character, you can't do that. <laughs> right. Really?
1: Um you know, I think that they like you said at the beginning, they the at least the detective on this case really doesn't like yeah. her.
0: Oh, and wow, he's, a he's convinced,
1: yeah, so he's convinced that um, he's right on the cause of death and that she's just a meddler and maybe other people don't like her either, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, it a lot has of people might. To do yeah. With yeah, so he's he's convinced that he's solved his, his suspicious death. He, it's done. He doesn't really see another possibility to it. And so when she's attacked, he's not... He doesn't like her and thinks, I think genuinely it's not connected to the death because the yeah. death he's ruled to be, you know, not not a homicide. So that's, that's what I have it. But I also just like to have her in danger. I think it just makes a more fun read. So, I mean, even in like 007 when, mm-hmm. you know, he's constantly – fighting what sometimes seem like campy threats to himself. I just think that ups the fun of it. So I think people root more for Mimi if she's in danger. I've put her in more danger in this one than any of the others, but that's just because over time I think it just adds to the fun of it. Well, it adds to the
0: reality of it, too. Because if a character has it too simple, seriously, you know how many books I've read? Yes. Over over 20,000, they tell me. Mm -hmm. No, seriously. Oh, my goodness. You are a huge reader. How many do you read a week? It depends. You you
1: just are an incredible reader. It depends. Yeah.
0: The other day, I got serious eye strain. That's probably why what happened yesterday, which I won't say on the air happened. Um, Brian Freeman's new book, A Funeral for a Friend, I just sat down and read 400 pages. In like an hour. And a half. Wow. And okay, so you're also you. a
1: very quick reader, right?
0: I took speed reading, and, and my mother made okay. me take Evelyn Woods. But my mother, ah, she, she, my mother made me read ten books a week. Besides Hebrew lessons, violin, piano lessons, and homework Oh my goodness! All and right, she your made mom me was a take notes mom, on them. A tiger my mom, mom before the tiger mom. Work. Yeah. My, my, my mom, my mom drove me crazy. And she didn't yeah. do it to my sister or brother, just me. And we used uh-huh. to see your book.
1: Are you the oldest? When
0: I read a book, I destroy it. Yeah. I take notes. I okay. underline. I circle. So which means by the time uh-huh. I finished your book, I had it memorized. I didn't even need to look at it to write the oh book. Oh, my book. God.
1: You probably know it better than I do. Yeah.
0: At this I, point. It scares me sometimes, yeah. But I read them, and yeah. then I go, okay, moving right on to the next one. So I read like three uh-huh. on Tuesday, which was wow. my class, so. Wow. And Brian's three books in a day. The other, t- the other two were not so good. Not really. Okay. And then I've been, okay. I've been Well, I know we're both I, fans I took- of Belsky. Yeah. We're both fans
1: of Belsky, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's so, how I met you through through him.
0: Dick, Bel- Dick yes. Belsky is one of my favorite people Dick in the world. Right. As a matter of fact, okay. Dick is going to be on with John Land. They They got me to do the first show for the New Year. We're going to talk about okay. um, the changes in publishing as a result of this pandemic uh-huh. and more. And whatever okay. else they decide to tell me, I just sit back and listen. I don't have to say a word. It's great. Okay. All right. So, yeah, no, I'm a So fan of what, well, as well. now we have to come back to Connie's okay. sister, Marie, and Frank.
1: Yes. And Frank was not okay. happy
0: because Marie wanted to talk to Mimi, and he has yes. a How come?
1: You know, I think he's kind of one of those controlling men and he yeah. thinks our family business isn't anybody else's business and just, you know, we've got any issues, let's keep it within the family. And you, you know, Marie, seem to be bringing someone else into it. And, you know, I think he was also accused of stealing from his sister-in-law, Yeah, you know, Marie's sister, and I think he didn't want Anyone to the truth of that to come out. So he's got his secrets. He's got his resentments. Connie never liked him. Connie thought Frank was not good enough for his sister. Connie's mm-hmm. a snob. You know, even though she grew up in the same house as her sister, she's a snob. She's you know gotten came into a lot of money, and um, so they just. They're like a brother-in-law and sister-in-law who never liked each other. And I think, you know, he's a bitter guy. They never had children. Uh, so he's maybe also resentful that Connie's got a daughter and mm. maybe isn't so good to that daughter. And here... Yeah. yeah. That's so, so uh Yeah. So there, you know, it's it's not a good, it's not a good relationship even before someone dies.
0: <laughs> and um, you now we have we have her friend, her best friend, Rachel. What does she add to yes. this? Yes, she's interesting You know, too. I think that yeah, I
1: think she's um, a long time friend, and I think mm-hmm. when when you you might originally think that Connie's all bad you know, in that she's a snob, she's flaunty, she wants to show up in Chautauqua in a Porsche and have people, you know, admire it. She is the best dressed for every circumstance. The woman who dies is always in a great outfit. She's very vain. She likes the attention of the young assistant. She's, you know, she's kind of full of herself, but as If you talk, when you, by the time um, Jake and Mimi track down the best friend, you end up learning that she had a pretty hard road herself, Mm. you know, and uh, that she grew up poor. And so you end up sort of seeing her. I'm hoping that people see her as a more rounded character, that she's got another side to her. Um, and you see that she did have a drug problem earl- in earlier mm. in her life. Whether she did later, I'm leaving that for the mystery. But um, the friend is able to reveal some of her past to make new causes of death possible, and also to make you more a little more sympathetic to Connie. I'll just say, for instance you know, her own mother left them hungry at times, you know, when they were children, they were begging. Uh, She ended up marrying very young because she was always a beauty, Connie, and so an older man took uh, great interest in her. I think at 14 or 15, she ended up you know, getting uh, the good and bad of that first husband, a old much older man with a lot of money. So that's you end up seeing another side to Connie.
0: Well, I can understand parents leaving their kids alone, whatever. As an educator, I had to deal with that. Yeah, and it was. I dealt with a lot of a lot of things that I was amazed about. You just do.
1: So right. tell us about that,
0: the institution. What was that? Okay. Well, I'm sitting
1: here in the Chautauqua Institution, and it's it's mm-hmm.
0: sort of a hard place
1: to explain, but it's it's got history and charm. Mm-hmm. It's in far western New York State, not far from Erie, Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. it is a gated community that began nice. in 1874, and it began as a retreat for Methodist Sunday School teachers. And so they would come to this like lakeside spot and in tents for two weeks, you know, get uh, you know, almost like a tent a tent revival thing except not the emotions of it, but they'd get educated on, you know, what they should be teaching in Sunday school. And gradually mm. it evolved from that two weeks of Sunday school teachers to Um, what's now a nine-week season of lectures, concerts, um, church services, because there's still some church aspect to it. And it's, uh, so I call it a quirky, churchy, historic, lakeside, Victorian cottage-filled summer arts community. And so when Chautauqua Movement began in 1874, this is Mm -hmm. the first Chautauqua, but like there were... I think hundreds of daughter Chautauquas that were like spinoffs in rural areas, and these were places where people could get couldn't get culture, and uh, you know easily and spread out on their farms, and so they'd gather in their Chautauqua, in um, for maybe a week, and and have lecturers who went Chautauqua to Chautauqua, like William Jennings Bryan or some of the suffragettes. And they would speak, you know, so these people would get access to, like, music and culture. And it was more family-oriented than, like, vaudeville. Um, it wasn't crude. It was, like, this high-minded thing with church speakers. And Teddy Roosevelt called the Chautauqua movement the most American thing in America because it was, like, people trying to have adult education and self-improvement once they're past, you know, school age. So it also launched like book clubs. Chautauqua claims to have the oldest running book club where people, you know, yeah, people um, outside Chautauqua would get a list of books to read. And there's some very quaint, you know, historic stuff here about, you know, farmers or housewives, like really improving themselves, reading Train people, people on the train. You know, um, reading to be part of the Chautauqua Book Group, and then um, maybe coming here at the end of their, you know, summer to um, join each other or to be recognized for finishing. You know, the CLSC Chautauqua Literary and Scientific yeah. Circle reading list of the year. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a it's a place with a cool. lot of history. Um, most of the other Chautauquas around the country died out by the 1920s. Um, part uh, part of it was the Depression. Part of it was the automobile and movies made it easier for people to be entertained closer to home so they didn't have to gather at a Chautauqua. And this one continued. Um, it almost went bankrupt in the Depression. And it... You know, limped along in some weak years and then had some rev- good years of more people with money and, you know, sprucing up their cottages and that kind of stuff. And this is the first summer, this summer, since 1874 that they didn't have a live gathering of people mm, for yeah. concerts and lectures because of the That's pandemic. Sad. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like I so know. many other things. Yeah. But uh, they tried to do it virtually, you know, have lectures online, but I'm not sure how many people really. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm working, starting on next year's mystery, and it's going to be set this year in 2020 in pandemic Chautauqua. Um, Oh God. But I'm just gathering my stuff. Yeah. But it's quite a year here because it's, you know, it, Every other year, even in 1918, in you know Spanish flu, and even in even in war years, they had an assembly here of speakers. Um, But but not this
0: year. I hope to God. I each day I pray, every day I get up, that someday this virus will realize it's unwanted. And leave. Yes. But I don't think so. You know, I walk right, in the street, right? Right, right. And I wear, I wear my yes. mask. And it drives my face crazy. Um And yes. I, no one says anything. No one says good morning. Right. No one, no okay. one. You could tell, no one smiles. So. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, it's, they will maybe. But before I continue, yes. on September 14th, yes. the one and only Alan Jacobson read "Death." And don't drink Kool-Aid, because you might wind up dead, too.
1: On the, oh, is that what's in it? Okay. It's
0: in the death. oatmeal. That's all I'm going to say. On the 16th, uh, funeral for a friend, Jonathan Stride is in big trouble, and he is going to get okay. in trouble with the police department for lying. On the 22nd, all we buried. On the 24th, another author that I love, Marilyn Evanson, checked out for murder. And on October okay. 1st, what better way to start with a government and a vice president, well, president, that's no good, emergency powers. That's just some of huh. October. I'm not going to give away the rest, but I am honored that on November 16th and November 2nd, the one and only D.P. Lyle is coming on for two shows. I am totally I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. He loves well, me. Somebody has to. Okay. okay. Now, the yes. other thing that I wanted, do, you have to explain that I was fascinated with is, but how did you create yes. Becky Ball? I, I love Becky Ball. Uh, you know I what? I did do it. I
1: didn't make it. I didn't make it up. Actually, there really is it's somebody real. here. Yeah, there's somebody here who came up with that idea and is trying to make it catch on. Yeah, I know. I thought it was funny too. So I try to include a little bit of. It's my stuff's a mix of real and fiction. And that actually is a game that somebody here invented that's a mix of pickleball and tennis. And he thought it would take off in Chautauqua because there's so many older people um, who've kind of aged out of tennis. Uh, And I don't think it has taken off (laughs) here, But it is some guy's brain, you know, it's a a brainstorm that he thought this was, you know, a great invention. Um, But, yeah, so I have... A mix of of um, and often try to include some Chautauqua history, which I have a little bit in this one as well. Uh, I absolutely
0: love the game. I thought it was really cool. Um, I had to take okay. tennis in college because my mother said so, and that was another uh-huh. fun. She liked. She said I had to take tennis because the outfit I would meet guys. That was her reason. Okay. Other than the work? fact that you were outside when it was 20 degrees and the teacher was wearing a parker and a coat and I was wearing a tennis outfit. And it's like, uh-huh. what? It was hilarious. Degrees. Yeah, yeah they, they made you play oh, outside anyway. She didn't care, this girl. So after a while, we okay. just all started wearing sweatshirts and said, we don't have to listen anymore. Because, you know, I was I graduated college. I was 17 and a half. I graduated in three years. I'm like, okay. So tell me okay. how you created Jonas and why he was with Connie. Guy was hot though, very into himself. Yes, yes, very good-looking
1: guy, and I yeah. think that um, every I'm always aiming to have every character, you know, have a secret or two. Yeah,
0: and he did.
1: Then, you know, and and not you know, and not all are the killers, but one they all have something they're hiding. And with him, you know, at first it looks like she's using him you know, an older woman yeah. sort of hiring a young assistant. And then you kind of wonder, is he using her? You know, so it, with that's like the twist with him. With some of the other ones, you know, they're hiding something else. Um, but each of them, you know, and I think as the more I get into this series, the harder it is in some ways to just keep making up. I love doing it. That's part of the fun for me. But um, you need, you know, I don't know, four or five or six people who could be plausible suspects, and they shouldn't really be exactly like the people in the last book, you know. So I try to have different personalities. And for he, I, I kind of modeled a little bit after um, they called them the, the Grifters, a mother son mm-hmm. team. Yeah.
0: I don't
1: know if you remember them, uh, but they, uh, they, you know, I, I he was kind of a charming. The son was kind mm-hmm. of a charming um, con man, and I sort of I read some books about them. I like to
0: read true crime in
1: addition to mm-hmm. mysteries. Do you read true crime too, or not so oh, much? Oh yes,
0: the only ones yeah. I won't read, to be very honest. And I'm going to say it on yeah. the air. Please don't send me self help. I can't take it. Okay. And yeah. please don't send me erotica. I won't read it. I didn't. As a matter of fact, they sent me Fifty Shades of Grey, and I mailed it to my sister-in-law. Now my nephews are in their twenties, but they were like in teens. Each one took a book. Each one took a book. I (laughs) thought my sister-in-law was going to kill. I cracked up laughing. I said, "It's just a novel." So the nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yeah, my nephew. One's twenty. One's an investment banker. He's really he's my financial uh, advisor. Wizard. And I do have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. And the other one does okay. um, analytics for the post office. But they each one right. took one. I think Jake was like 12, and Josh was like oh. 15, and the other one was 17. <laughs> and they each took a book, and uh-huh. they called me to thank me. I, I said, don't tell your mother oh. to kill me. She I, I never read it. I <laughs> okay. was hysterical. All right. they, said, they said, what can I say? So here we go. Yeah. Now, we've got to get to the nitty gritty. Tell us about Bill Johnson, okay. and, and tell us about the painting. Okay,
1: well, this was a little complicated, and I just wanted to, you know, complicate things further, I guess. You but, did. Um, this is a this is a neighbor who's just the jolly, outgoing kind of like the mayor of the neighborhood. He hosts the parties. He's a golfer. He just seems like a regular guy when you meet him. Mm -hmm. And then he also has a secret. That's almost an obsession. And, um, maybe I'll tell a little about that and then I should withhold some of it. But his obsession is he, he, when he was young in Chautauqua and a lot of people have come generation after generation, it's almost like a little culty here. Um, that uh, when he was young growing up at Chautauqua he and a friend um, were kind of mischievous they'd climb up things and crawl under things and they found something that they thought might be valuable Mm -hmm. and uh, the painting has something to do with that you know it's where they hid uh, the key to that valuable thing and it's been missing for years um, so he, when he finds some connection to this painting, he's caught entangled in this Connie case as well, even though he just looks like the most normal, you know, uh, kind, uh, sociable kind of guy. He's the kind of guy, if you say, how are you? He says, fantastic you know, or never been better, you know, and and that kind of thing. He's just a Mm. very jolly person, and yet he has something that he's been, you know, curious about what became of this painting that holds the key to something he and his friend had found as children, little children in Chautauqua.
0: Okay, That's so probably as far as, as I want to go with that. Yes. Don't, don't okay. tell anybody anything. So we're, we're, yes. we have about five minutes left. So tell us, is okay. Walt going to have Thanks, a friend. bigger role in the next novel? And, okay, this is okay. very important. You can never kill yes. her, Sylvia. You cannot kill her, <laughs> Sylvia, <laughs> okay. ever. I, right. I just, I just I, read Brian Freeman's book, and he killed off the major character. And I go like, oh. that is not funny.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay, well I kinda wish I had started Sylvia as a younger person, but Sylvia is gonna last through this certainly this next book. Um, maybe uh you know, and, and maybe I should freeze everybody at their current age. Uh, mm-hmm. but definitely Sylvia's in this next book. Jake's in the next book, Walt's always there. Um, I haven't decided how much of a role Walter will have mm-hmm. in the solving. One thing I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, women have a problem with when you have a woman crime solver is just um, if you put the man there uh, with her, it seems like she's in less danger. To me, it does. So I like to have Mimi going off on her own or Mimi and Sylvia. As soon as, like, you put Walt in the car with them, it seems less scary, you know. So Mimi and and Sylvia venturing into, you know, the parking lot of the gorge by themselves, uh, just seems more fun to me because it's more daring. But maybe Walt can, on his own, do some stuff, um, or with Mimi, a few things. But I, I definitely like the two ladies off on their own. You know, boldly going into places, talking to people. I find that more fun in some ways.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. But I love stuff
1: so, for both of them because uh, I'm. You know, I think they've gotten better as the book, as the series progresses.
0: They did. Seriously. Uh, so. So, I, Now, the other yeah, thing is I, that. I should thank you um, again, Fran, but go ahead. Yeah. With Jake and Charlie, um, they are they going to move to your town? And what's next for you? And what's the title of the next one? Because I have to put it in my schedule, people. <laughs> oh, I hate
1: to tell you how how last minute I am about doing everything. So I don't have a lot of a lot to tell you about the next one yet. Um, okay. I am, yeah, I'm pretty last minute with a lot of these decisions. I do always try to have a biblical um, or religious title, so that's sort of a theme that goes through this and i felt like on this one crooked paths uh the title worked one of the best because
0: yeah it is you know the
1: uh yeah the you know kind of poetically you know crooked paths just um that that bad people can follow but also because the body's found really? out in some crooked paths and uh, and and I also had this is my favorite cover of all the books mm-hmm. that I've done. I have the same artist do each one and he did such a great job on this one, I think, using a photo I think so, and too. you know, making it ominous and spooky of the of the gorge. It's the actual gorge. And if you look closely, there's a little hat on the cover in the gorge, um, it's Connie's uh, straw hat with a scarf around the brim, which is the first thing that Mimi finds, Mimi and Jonas, when they go looking for the body. I don't know if you can see the hat in the, or if you have the. Oh, I can well, see it right you, up there,
0: yeah. I can see it. Yeah. And I have, have the book the, in I, front of me. And I have uh, people with hands out for the book. OK. Seriously, oh, that's yeah. great. Yes. Oh, I'm so uh, happy about that. As a so, of fact, there's, can't there's thank you of enough, my, Fran. One of my physicians yes. has this bad habit. If I call for an appointment, he yells in, ask her what she's bringing me to read. Uh-huh. And sometimes okay. I don't, I really don't need the appointment. They'll just call and say, you okay. know, the doctor wants to know what do, you, what do you have to read. And I go like, uh-huh. I don't need the appointment. I have to go there just to bring them books. It's okay. Just to bring them books. Okay. Yeah, well, you, no, when you I have are to go there... I mean, there was like yeah. an office full of 20 pe- 10 people last time, too many, and they <laughs> just said, like, come on, right in. Don't even- I didn't have to wait.
1: Okay, that's yeah. excellent. But you really do such a good service for us authors. Uh, I who try. have had a hard time getting the word out, especially yeah, it is during hard. the pandemic. Um, it, we, it, is, I it is hard. I usually you know, signings here in Chautauqua or I teach a class. And this year, it's just been very hard to um, to get the word out. So people like you, Fran, are um, really just doing us a great service. So thank you again.
0: I have, I, I don't mind. Um, it's fun. And I just want to tell everybody that my new book, What If, What If You Lived in My World, yes. maybe you would start liking the one you're in. Um, rabbit Tours is fantastic, by the way. Uh, they're starting a book talk okay. for me on Monday. And it's for one okay. month, and it didn't... Because I review for them, they're not charging me hardly a lot. And then, of course, there's oh, the best great. best in the world, Partners in Crime. And Cheryl Partners and Wendy, crime. they do... They, I'm starting that tour on October 1st with the what if. Oh, that's great. And hopefully... Yes. Because, you know, you get people that are nice, and you get people that are really nasty, let me tell you. Okay. And, um, you do? Okay. You've got to have a thick skin. Yeah, I you know, I learned, but I, it's worth yeah. doing it, because you can't do book yes. signings, you can't do whatever... Right. As, right. as soon as I right. figure out how to how to do something on Zoom, I will But I do panel shows all okay. the time But okay. I want to thank you so much This book is great And I can't thank wait for me. the next one Because I can't wait You know, um, John Land took over the Jessica Fletcher series And they gave it to somebody else So Murder yes. in Season is the last one that He's, he's phenomenal The series is one of okay. my favorites And so yes, someone else I'm, is taking so it over lovable. And I was told I'm going to get so that lovable. Yeah, I'm going to get that too Yeah but thank yeah. you so much. This is great. And uh, do you do panel shows? Do I do what shows? Panel.
1: What shows? I'm sorry. Panel shows. Panel of course. Shows. I'd love to. Yes, I'd love okay. to. Um well, open have... to any of that. I, cu- oh, good. I uh, go to libraries around here. And um, I'm doing, you know, and I'm. if anybody wants uh, a signed book, you know, I could send them a book plate if they have the book. Um, should I mm-hmm. say my my email address? Is, yes, where um, well, you
0: can sh- find out about okay.
1: you. Okay, There's, It's Chautauqua my- Mystery. Chautauqua Mystery. I know Chautauqua is a hard word to spell. C H A U T A U Q U A Mystery, all one word at gmail dot com. And mm-hmm. you can look me up on Amazon, Deb Pines, um, or on I have a website, author Deb Pines. Uh, and so I welcome anyone you know who wants
0: to give my books a ch- a chance. Well, they should. They really should. Okay. Mimi Mimi Mimi's going to put Jessica out of business one of these days. I uh-huh. Miss Marple. Oh, my. Well, and my other favorite character pleasure. that I saw, I watched a while ago is Hetty Winthrop with Patricia Rutledge. She's great. That's a great okay. mystery program too. So thank you so much, that everybody. Great. The sun thank is shining. Thank you, Fran. Have a great day, and bye. Okay, bye-bye.